0: morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Monday, December 21st, 2020. I am Dave Biddle flying solo on today's show. Well, the Buckeyes are in the college football playoff. Going to break it all down. First thing, though, Buckeye fans, just enjoy it. Enjoy it. The Buckeyes are in the playoff. They get the matchup everybody wanted. It's going to be really tough, but ever since... Clock hit triple zeros in Glendale, Arizona. Everybody, including the players, coaches, Buckeye fans, everybody in Buckeye Nation wanted that rematch against Clemson. And we're going to get it. And it could be, uh, be careful what you wish for, but eventually the Buckeyes are going to get that Clemson monkey off their back. And perhaps it's going to be this year. So just enjoy it. After all the team's been through, after all you have been through as a fan, just enjoy it. The Buckeyes, Big Ten champions. That wasn't easy either, of course, against Northwestern. Northwestern came ready to play. Buckeyes did get the job done 22 to 10, got the number three seed in the college football playoff yesterday, and they will play number two seeded Clemson in New Orleans on January 1st. Last time, guys, let me me think about this. Do you guys remember the last time that Ohio State played in the college football playoff semifinal in New Orleans? On New Year's Day, no less. I think it went pretty well. I think they beat Alabama, and then they went on to win the national championship. So let's get it done again. We'll see what happens. Buckeyes are six-and-a-half-point underdogs. That sounds about right. I guessed when the when it came out, I guess it would be like four, five, six, somewhere around there. So six and a half. Okay. Um, the reason I bring that up is not for any gambling advice. It's because I like this mentally for Ohio State, that they're the underdog. And people outside the program are gonna be saying things like they don't even belong. Clemson's gonna wax them again, even though last year was not a waxing, uh Clemson was frankly, lucky to win that game, in my opinion, last year. Ohio State was the better team. Ohio State felt like they were the better team, and that's why they've been just like Pavlov's dog, just frothing at the mouth waiting for a chance to play Clemson again. And they know how they know Clemson's a great team. You don't get to be where Clemson is at, uh, really one two with Alabama on the pinnacle of college football the last few years without being a great team and a great program uh, with great coaches. So, um, but Ohio State wants them. They want them, and I like the mental edge that Ohio State's coming in here with, the revenge factor from last year, and that they're the underdogs, and people are going to say, hey, they don't even belong in the college football playoff because they only played six games, and they're not going to beat Clemson, and we'll see what happens. So I like the underdog factor here. Now, here's the thing with Clemson. Obviously – Everybody knows about Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, and some of their stars. I think one way Ohio State can get some damage done against their offense is Clemson's offensive line. Now, Clemson only has one returning starter from last year in their O-line. You know who it is, Jackson Carmen, former number one player in the state of Ohio, number one offensive tackle recruit in the country in – or I think actually Nicholas Petit Ferrer ended up beating him for the number one offensive tackle recruit in the country in the 2018 class. But Jackson Carmen was way up there. I think he was the number two offensive tackle in the country. And Petit Ferrer was number one and Petit Ferrer is really coming on this year. So good for him. But anyway, Jackson Carmen's their only returning starter up front for Clemson and the Buckeyes defensive line just continues to play really well. I mean, pro football focus has Ohio state's defensive line ranked as the number one D line in the country. I love the combination of Tommy Togiai and Haskell Garrett at D-tackle, and I think they can win the battle of the line of scrimmage against Clemson, and they have to. They have to do that consistently. And I think the Buckeyes are going to get some of their defensive ends back that they missed. Um, I think they're going to get a lot of guys back that they missed due to COVID, and let's get into that right now. Obviously, they were down 14 scholarship players against Northwestern. Not all of those were due to COVID. I think about half were. Obviously, the big loss was Chris Olave. And the Big Ten, for all they've gotten wrong, they finally followed CDC guidelines. They've changed it where if a player either tests positive or has contact tracing, whatever it might be, instead of being out for 21 days, they're now out for 17 days. So from the time you test positive, it's 17 days. That's 10-day quarantine and then seven days of myocarditis, um, which is the health condition that some people think uh, might be tied to COVID. There's a lot of um, people who disagree about that, it still hasn't been proven. I know a lot of medical professionals think it's not tied to COVID, but um, for the sake of this program, all you really need to know is the Big Ten changed this rule from 21 days out till 17 days out. And that's good news for guys like Chris Olave because they'll be able to play against Clemson. So Chris Olave will be back, and I think we saw just how much losing Chris Olave hurt Ohio State. And it's not just losing an excellent wide receiver like he is. It's when you have two fantastic wide receivers and you rely on them throughout the season that all of a sudden one of them's out. I mean, you've got half of your wide receivers that you rely on out. And when you rely just basically on two guys. And then the opposing defense, of course, can spend more time, you know, just focusing on Garrett Wilson and trying to limit what he does. You're not going to shut him down, but limit Garrett Wilson. So having a back is huge. A, because he's a great player. And B, because now you have two excellent wide receivers you have to worry about. Not just one. I would like to see the Buckeyes use their tight ends more. I thought they would. In fairness, there were a couple times. I thought, you know, Luke Farrell was wide open. And one time Jeremy Ruckert was wide open. I think Justin Fields missed them, but um would like to see the tight ends used more. But anyway, as far as players coming back, I think Chris Olave is going to be back. I think the D ends that missed the game, Tyler Friday and Javante Jean Baptiste will be back, and that's good because Larry Johnson loves you know using five defensive ends this year. They roll those guys. They they, they feel like they have five starters. You know, with Jonathan Cooper, Tyreek Smith, you know, Tyler Friday, Javante Jean Baptiste, and Zach Harrison. All five of those guys have been rotating like crazy, and um, I think all five of those guys will be playing against Clemson. So that's great news. Um, Baron Browning should be back. Drew Chrisman, the punter, should be back. Although. How about Zach Hoover, fifth-year senior? You guys never heard the name Zach Hoover, did you? Fifth-year senior. How about that? Uh, either had between one to three games left in his college career. Well, he knew he was going to play in a bowl game, so he had either either two or three games left in his college career when he goes out there. He finally gets a chance in the Big Ten championship game. He either has the college football playoff after that or just a bowl game. He goes out there, never had played before, and he goes out there and... Punted really well against Northwestern, pinned him deep a couple times. But they should have Drew Chrisman back. I think all the guys that missed due to COVID should be back. So that's excellent news for the Buckeyes, and that's going to help their chances against Clemson. All right, let's get into Justin Fields and his thumb. Now, Ohio State's going to say everything's fine. I think everything's fine. He doesn't have a broken thumb, or he wouldn't be able to like flex it like he is. Hopefully, you know, he says it's a sprained thumb, and hopefully it's minor, relatively minor, because the last thing we need is Justin Fields, to have a sprained thumb that's affecting his throwing against Clemson in two weeks. Good thing they have a week off, ice it up, do whatever you can. You don't need a Justin Fields at 85%. We saw that last year with his knee. And I think that really hurt Ohio State where Justin Fields couldn't be the Justin Fields that we know that, you know, yeah, he can throw the ball around a lot and he's got a strong arm and hasn't been – as accurate lately but we know he can be very accurate with the football but he also is a great runner I mean a great runner and he has a nose for getting the first down he has a nose for making guys miss he's elusive he's tough he's fast and last year he just really couldn't run because that he had that bum knee I think he's probably about 80 percent at best after getting his knee hurt against Penn State toward the end of the game last year so if Justin Fields is completely healthy and good thing he's going to be able to use his legs this year against Clemson I think that's something Ohio State's going to use quite a bit or at least as much as they need to so that's good that he's going to be able to be mobile, but hopefully his right thumb is okay. That's a huge storyline to watch is, you know, his thumb on his throwing hands. So hopefully he'll be okay. Hopefully Master Teague will be back. He left after just two carries, did not return. And that opened the door for Trey Sermon to have an amazing game. I never in a million years saw this coming. Trey Sermon breaks Eddie George's record for single game rushing. 331 yards for Trey Sermon, 29 carries, 331 yards over 11 yards per carry two touchdowns and there were a lot of times that he was running through gaping holes I think the offensive line did a great job there were also times where he's making multiple guys miss and breaking multiple tackles on the same play that's something he was not doing early in the season in fact I was pretty critical of Trey Sermon saying listen you know Good running backs make the first guy miss more often than not. You know, they break tackles. They fall forward after contact, not get pushed back after contact. And I was not seeing any of that from Trey Sermon earlier in the year. And he showed that in spades against Northwestern, against a solid defense that one of the best rushing defenses in the country, number five rushing defense in the country, number one rushing defense in the Big Ten. And, and yeah, they hadn't played anybody like Ohio State, but still, that is a good defense. Are they an elite defense? No. No. But Northwestern's a good defense. <laughs> he tore them up for 331 yards. Unbelievable. I'm going to show you my age here, Buck Nutters. I was a sophomore at Ohio State sitting in the stands in 1995 when Eddie George rushed for 314 yards against Illinois. I remember it very, very fondly. I remember chanting, Eddie, Eddie. I never thought Trey Sermon would be the one to break that record, especially when Trey came into the game with 344 rushing yards all season, 344 all season. I know it's five games, not a typical season, but still 344 yards all season. And then he goes off and breaks Eddie's record, 331 yards in the big 10 championship game. It's also a big 10 championship game record. Of course, great job by Trey Sermon. Hopefully master Teague will be back. Uh, you'll have that one, two punch, um, I thought Mayan Williams looked really good. You know, just a couple of carries about that, especially on one of them. I thought Mayan Williams, a.k.a. Meatball, which is a great nickname, Meatball. I thought Mayan Williams looked good. Hopefully, Steele Chambers is another guy that uh, will be back. I'm not sure why he missed the game against Northwestern. He was just one of the guys that was unavailable. I am guessing, it's just a guess, that it was COVID-related. And uh, hopefully, they'll have him back due to the 17-day rule. But again, the huge news is they're going to get Olave back. That's basically been confirmed that they're going to get Olave back. So that's not conjecture. I mean, that's just that's basically fact at this point. And uh, that's huge news that they're going to get Chris Olave back. The other guy, obviously, that was the star of the Big Ten championship game was Justin Hilliard. And you got to feel great for him. Sixth year senior, former five star recruit that's had every injury. I think you can imagine this is why he's still here. Six years later, it's like the old shirt on High Street. Ohio State, the best six or seven years of your life. (laughs) And Justin Hilliard, in his sixth year, is having a heck of a year. I mean, he was making play after play against Northwestern. His interception, he looked like a corner. (laughs) He looked like a shutdown corner, the way he flipped his hips, turned around, and made the interception. He already had blanket coverage on the play. That was a heck of a play. Even if he just made a couple of splash plays, he would have been the defensive player of the game. He was all over the field the entire game, made a couple of tackles for loss, got the start due to baron browning being out and who knows i mean justin hilliard it might be tough to keep him off the field against clemson the way he played um had a fumble recovery again a couple of tackles for loss justin hilliard played great and i feel just so happy for him all, all that he's been through he's a good kid and uh, feel really 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 good for him so uh we'll see what happens i mean this is a um a clemson team that. uh I think they might be looking past Ohio State to a degree. Now, they know last year that Ohio State came to play. And, you know, game knows game. I, Clemson would never admit this, but I, I, they know Ohio State outplayed them last year. So I don't, I don't think they're going to completely overlook Ohio State. But uh, I also think they don't respect Ohio State that much. And you can see why. I mean, Ohio State's never beaten Clemson. And uh, you go all the way back to Woody Hayes' last game. And you go back to the game where Braxton Miller got hurt. You go back to the 31-0 debacle. Good thing about the 31-0 debacle is it caused uh, Urban Meyer to have an upheaval on his offensive coaching staff. And we thought the big name he brought in, you know, the next month was Kevin Wilson. He also brought a guy named Ryan Day in at the same time. So maybe the 31 to nothing loss was a, a good thing in the grand scheme. But then, of course, last year, the heartbreaker last year. So, I mean, to say the Buckeyes-O Clemson uh, would be a vast understatement. We'll see if they can get it done. And, again, I love that it's just 12 days away. We don't have to wait a month. 12 days away, the 12 days of CFP. So you get to enjoy the holidays. You got Christmas this Friday. Today is technically the first day of winter, which is great because it, it, it's been feeling like summer out there lately. And at least it's finally technically winter. Okay. It's definitely been feeling like winter. You got the holidays and then it's just 12 days away. The game is just 12 days away. I cannot wait. It's going to be great. And uh, I'm just glad the Buckeyes have their chance to get revenge against Clemson. We'll see what happens. I appreciate you guys joining me on this solo venture of the Bucknuts Morning Five. I hope everyone has a great day. Thanks again, Bucknutters. (music) wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Beats.